Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors Studio is mobile today in Orlando. And we have a lot going on today. I believe uh, Matt's going to call with his rants in a few moments. And we'll have Neil Kulong at 135. Zach Showers, I believe, is joining us to preview the next round for Sealands Grove against Juniata. And then the King in the final half hour. Tomorrow, Penn State will take on Texas A&M. And... Uh, that will be at noon. Uh, Dick Girardi and I on beginning at 11.30 tomorrow morning on Thanksgiving Day. And then uh, we are in the process of arranging transportation to Yonder Airport because <laughs> i got to get out of here. i got to get to Detroit. That's why I laugh when I was at Jim Crisula. He says, I'm here in Detroit Metro. I'm like going, yo, dog, that's my airport. That's where I've got to go tomorrow. So. Uh, so that's what we have coming up, and that's why I'm in Orlando. But we're going to talk about the Mac Canada firing today, preview Sealands Grove. And, yes, I am in the land that Denise Haddon would love. She loves Disney, and we are on Disney property. So... <laughs> And the game is being played at Disney's Wide World of Sports. And uh, if you want, we've always said that, hey, look, you know, Penn State's no longer an ESPN unless it's an ESPN event. Well, this is an ESPN event. So the game is on ESPN tomorrow. And Penn State, for the bowl game in all likelihood, would also be on ESPN, just so you know. Uh Penn State football, Friday, Ford Field, Detroit. Uh, What's at stake? All right, so let's get through what the stakes are. You're trying to get to a 10th win. You are now 11th in the college football playoff poll. That puts you squarely into the New Year's Six, which then opens up the door to a New Year's Six bowl game. And I do know that, you know, that I'll give you an example. The Peach Bowl people, Penn State has never been there. They've never been to the Peach Bowl. It's the only New Year's Six Bowl game Penn State has never played in. And I know that they have said, for the novelty of it, that if they have an opportunity, they'd like to to make it happen. Now, in the draft and the way it plays out, we'll see how it does play out. You know, that we don't know. But Penn State will be playing uh, in a bowl game, but with a win, they can put themselves into the New Year's Six. This is what I don't like about the college football playoff rankings. Why why is Louisville ahead of Penn State? Why? What, they have a win over Notre Dame? Really? 
This is what I refer to as the Notre Dame Duke syndrome, which has always bothered me, but I'll at least explain it one more time. The Notre Dame Duke syndrome is this. Duke in basketball. Wake Forest is 4-6 and six on the season and beats Duke. Now they're ranked 25th at 5-6. and six. No. A win over Notre Dame. Hey, great news. Hey, hey, they beat Notre Dame. Guess what? They lost to Pitt. And not only that, badly. Penn State's two losses are by a total of 17 points to numbers two and three in the poll. That makes no sense. And also, I don't think Missouri should be out of Penn State either. But that's that's me. All right, Matt. Here we go. You've been sitting there ruminating and now here's your opportunity good to be back because there are some things on the docket steve jones first off starting on the penn state front i don't know if you saw this i know this is not not necessarily your cup of tea but be one that's out there and you know me when i see stupid i can't ignore stupid and there were some speculation slash reports out there that maybe penn state should consider Chip Kelly as their next offensive coordinator. These came out, like, late last week, so I don't know if you saw it. But the minute I saw that, because it looks like UCLA is going to let him go. I did not, but then UCLA beat USC. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) But it seemed like he was going to let him go. It seems soundly as as well. It's like Lincoln Riley is on the hot seat now. Exactly right. There you go. Who I think is also not that great of a coach but getting back to chip kelly the fact that anybody would think that he could be a fit with penn state obviously hasn't watched the way james franklin has runs runs his operation and secondly just first of all just doesn't really understand what chip kelly's all about either because again you talk about his philosophy plays it's it's plays. It's time. It's about it's not. It's about plays. It's not time possession, which is the dumbest philosophy in the history of sports, let alone football. And not to mention just his demeanor, the way he runs things. Everything's just like go 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 go. And the way he coaches, the way he handles players and stuff like that. I mean, you see what happened with the Eagles. Merrill Reese, of all people, was happy to see Chip Kelly get the pink slip when he was fired after the 2015 season. That tells you something. You know you did something wrong when Mel Reese was happy to see you go. So who in the wildest dreams thinks that Chip Kelly will be a great fit with James Franklin at Penn State? The philosophy obviously doesn't work, and just his whole demeanor doesn't work. So it's just outrageous to me that people think that that was actually a good idea to have Chip Kelly maybe come in wow. as Penn State's offensive coordinator. I was flabbergasted by that. You have a lot of uh, people throwing darts right now. So this is what James is going to he's, he's working his team out right now. Uh, they're going to today will be a walkthrough. Tomorrow morning, 9.30, they'll do what their fast Friday is. They'll have to do it on Thanksgiving and then they're going to fly to Detroit. Uh, and then they're going a little earlier because of the traffic in Detroit because there's a game at Ford Field and Penn State is staying near Ford Field. After the game, they'll get back early in the morning on Saturday. I believe James uh, 
everybody essentially has everything off on Sunday, then James is going to go out recruiting and during the course of the week is also going to start doing interviews, whether it's Zoom, in person, or whatever, with uh, potential offensive coordinator uh, individuals that he would like to at least talk to at some point. So that's what his game plan is uh, next week. All right. Well, there you go. That clears it up a little bit there. So, secondly, you know, I'm just I'm just a simple shepherd. <laughs> yes, I'm, I I obviously remember that. Secondly, again, I know you're not a big pregame show guy, and I, I like to watch them <laughs> most most times. But and I know I'm going down this rabbit hole, but <clears throat> this is worth mentioning. So. On Fox NFL Sunday, which I think is the best pregame show out of out of all of them for the NFL coverage, they had Jerry Jones on with <clears throat> excuse me with Jimmy Johnson, and the, uh, when the the Cowboys were at Carolina last week, and I had no idea what they were doing. I thought they were just trying to you know pony up on all the the cockroach Cowboy fans out there in the national media, but I guess it was somewhat meaningful because. Jerry Jones told um, Jimmy Johnson that he was going to be into the the Cowboys Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, whatever they call it down there. So I guess all that was kind of a nice moment. But then just watching the two of them go back and forth, just just salivating over each other and the two Super Bowls that they won and the kumbaya, when everybody forgets how ugly that ended after all that, when Jerry Jones decided to get on his high horse and bring in somebody else because he thought he could do better because that's the person he kind of is. Just the whole thing was extremely nauseating. I'm still vomiting over it. Well, you have to remember, they go back 50. They go back 60 years. My apologies. They go back 60 years because they were teammates at Arkansas. You're going to have ups and downs with people along the way, especially when one's the employer and one's the employee. Right? But time also heals all wounds. It really has the ability to do it, to dull the pain of what was a tough time. And Jimmy Johnson's done well. You know, Jerry Jones financially has done extremely well. And, you know, it's this is not one of those, like, I hired him, and that's the only time I dealt with him in my lifetime. They go back to being teammates together at the University of Arkansas 60 years ago. So, you know, the, the, every relationship like that does have its ups and downs. And I think that should be taken into, into account here because, obviously, it's a great moment for Jimmy. It's a way for Jerry to honor his, his friend. And at the same time, maybe it, it uh, mends old wounds. Yeah, I, I, it was it was half a nice moment, I guess. I'm sure I'm speaking on more of a biased terms than from an objective standpoint, but... It is what it is there. And then finally, another NFL-related note for me this week, our good buddy Brandon Staley, who you and I think is a great coach, <laughs> especially what he's done this year. The, the, yeah. the His snarkiness, and I get he's coming off a tough loss, okay? I, I it, It's not his fault that his, they have guys that can't catch the football after it hits every part of his body. All right, I, I get that. Oh, but. Yeah, see, you're, you're talking about the MVP of the Monday night game for the Eagles was Watson. All right, so true. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't an Eagle. Well, 
Watson not only dropped passes in the game, and so did Kelsey. Watson not only dropped passes in the game, but he's also the guy that missed the downing the punt at the one-yard line. It's like... <laughs> yes, that's right. I mean, can you sit back? I mean, what an awful night for him, because I'll be honest with you, the Eagles got away with one. They didn't play well and ended up winning. Yes, yes. No, I, there is no question about that. No question about that. I mean, which that. goes to, which, and I agree with Tom Brady. I think the NFL's a lot of mediocrity right now. I agree with him. Yeah, I, I don't totally disagree with that either. Especially when you've seen everything happening at the quarterback position with how many rookies being in there now and all that. So, yeah, I, I don't totally disagree with that. But for Brandon Staley to just be as snarky as he was saying, oh, I'm calling the plays of this defense. You don't have to ask me again. Well, guess what, buddy boy? When your defense keeps giving up 20, 30 points a game and you guys keep blowing games left and right, you're going to be asked these questions. I get nobody cares about the Chargers, but you're still dealing with the L.A. media. That's what you get. You're still in a big market, even nobody cares about the Chargers in L.A. You're still in the big media market. Suck it up and deal with it with the questions, because guess what? You'll probably be out of there anyway, because he's a fraud. <laughs> well, I had to laugh because uh, Kansas lost to Marquette in basketball, and I saw an article ESPN, What's Wrong with Kansas? It's a 30-plus game season. <laughs> Well, that's a typical ESPN.com article, yeah. You're going to lose some games. And typical of me, what didn't I do? Did not click click on on it. it. There you go. (laughs) Because I know know fraudulent garbage when I see it. Like, I'm not clicking on that. What's wrong with Kansas? I don't know. It's game five. I'm surprised I didn't see one with Duke because Bucknell hung, hung with Duke through the first half. They're only down 15. I didn't see articles about what's wrong with Duke. I'm shocked. You will at some point. Uh, North Carolina's been battling Northern Iowa today down at the uh, Battle for Atlantis, which, by the way, is sponsored by our good friends at Bad Boy Mowers. So this is something that your boys should be watching. I mean, if Bad Boy Mowers is sponsoring it, your kids should be all over the TV. I will have to mention that. Yeah. All right. And then you can look up online, bad boy mowers. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to add that to our Christmas list. Perfect. That's just great. Because uh, you know, it's interesting because Puff Johnson was watching the game um, down in the lunch area because that's, you know, he used to play at North Carolina. So, so there's still right. some of his guys down, still some of his guys down there. So there you go. Any other rants? Anything? Anything else that's just disgusting you? You just <laughs> uh, not at the moment, but we'll see what happens over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday and into next week, and uh, we'll, we'll pick it up from there. Yeah, because I mean, the, I was mentioning the college football playoff. Louisville should not be in front of Penn State. Wait, what? They have a win over Notre Dame. Yeah, I, really? I totally disagree with that. Wow, yeah. that, that's that's tremendous. That's great. Well, they aren't the only ones that have went over Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people have beaten Pitt. Louisville didn't. <laughs> so. Yeah, Notre Dame you know, beat them you, as you mentioned, fifty-eight to seven. Yeah, you know, but Pitt beat Louisville. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, that, 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 that's that, one of many things no, wrong with that's that. A, that's a bad loss. Penn State's losses are by a total of 17 points. The number's two and three. 
Absolutely. Uh, I mean, come on. You know, but that hey, look, Penn State just need you know they like right now they just win on Friday night. They're in a New Year's Six game because they're you know at eleven. You're that's a lock-in spot. Absolutely, it's still not it's still not a bad place to be. So. No, no, you know, it's a, hey, you know what? That's it's exactly right. Uh, but the bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis. This is where your kids. <laughs> Who are obsessed with lawn mowing? Absolutely, now, we'll little, definitely have to get in Mark on that. Ob- is a little Mark obsessed with it, or is it just Luke? I would say it's mostly Luke, but Mark kind of likes it just to kind of follow his older brother. But um, Luke definitely leads the way. But Mark would Mark would watch. <laughs> kind of sounds like the suit. All right, so. Uh... <laughs> Want to participate? No, I like to watch. Okay, great. Yeah, there. there it Give is. me a nine iron. Give me a nine iron. <laughs> Give him the shutter. Oh, the shutter. I did bring that up with Paul Keels of Ohio State. He's yes, a, I do remember. Uh, yeah. And he was flabbergasted by it, as I'm not surprised. He says, he says it's, called, it's just kind of a chipper. I said, well, a friend of mine calls it the shutter. He goes, <laughs> what? The what? <laughs> I think I mentioned it to Jim Lachey. Jimmy's like, geez, Steve, really? <laughs> I said, hey, don't look at me. <laughs> I, said, I don't have it. Well, to you and uh, your great family, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy. Thank you. I assume you're going you're gonna to be with your parents or her parents, or what are you going to do? We will be with her family out in Cambria County tomorrow, and uh, then we're coming. Then I'm coming back on Friday for Bucknell Women's Soups and uh, Bald Eagle Area and Southern Columbia football on STCV8 Friday night. So, I would say that Southern Columbia is a prohibitive favorite. All right, so <laughs> most likely, but uh, I, I like. I'm intrigued by to see this Bald Eagle Area team. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Guys, enjoy it. All right. Thanks so much. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's, we'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors Studio is mobile in Orlando today. Here at the beautiful Gaylord Palms Hotel. Penn State gets ready for Texas A&M tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day at noon. We're on beginning at 10.30 tomorrow. Excuse me, we're on tomorrow beginning at 11.30 tomorrow. My apologies. And then after that, it's a flight to Detroit. It's the way things work. Uh, hey, you know what? You sit there and you know, this is somebody said, boy, that's a lot of travel. I, I said, I tell everybody all the time the same thing. I said, geez, don't worry about it. It's like I'm not out here digging a ditch. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm announcing sports candy store jobs 
Uh, Neil Kulong adjusting his schedule to be with us. Caleb, do we have Neil yet? I am trying to get him right now. Okay, good. All right. Well, we'll get him in a moment. Um, and talk with him about uh, the Steelers and Matt Canada. So, and it's the first time the Steelers have ever made an in-season coaching change. How about that? First time ever. Amazing. Um, I had never done that to this point. Um, it's really, uh, and that's that's what's interesting about this. Never had done it. About that. Um, but they did this time. I mean, look, the Steelers have not had over 400 yards in a game is since 2021. Have, I mean, have not. I mean, that that's amazing. Um, and that's 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 what I find interesting about this. I mean, like. You go through all this, and you haven't gone, like, not once? 400 yards? None? That That's almost stunning in some ways. But they made the change, and Matt Canada is out. And when you look at Uh, Mike Tomlin, he's blunt about it. He is blunt when he says straightforward. He says, you know what? He says, I'm the one that made the decision. Me and me alone. Nobody else. Okay. That's that's leadership. That's leadership. He's not afraid to tell everybody that it's his baby. He's not afraid to tell everybody that... uh, you know, that in the end he's the one that made the decision. Okay. I'm uh I can appreciate that. But they felt they had to do something. Look, they've done this in stages. They moved him from the booth down to the field. Even on the field it's not working. Part of it is to me, Kenny Pickett's not working. Kenny Pickett doesn't work. Um now, I know there's better personnel. I mean, he doesn't have Brandon Ayuk. He doesn't have Debo Samuel. He doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't have George Kittle. I understand that. Uh, but why is Brock Purdy outplaying Kenny Pickett? Pickett was the 20th overall pick in the draft. Brock Purdy was the last player taken in that draft. Again, you know, Pat Fryer was a good player. I mean, Pat Fryermouth is a good player. George Pickens is a good player. Their offensive line, I mean, the San Francisco offensive line is better. But it's not like they have bad players in the skill position spot. Deontay Johnson's a good player. Uh, Fryermouth's a good player. You know, and of course, you know I'm going to back Pat all the way through. Um, One of those under the category of people you think the world of, he's one of them. 
Um, and Pickens is, I think, a really good player. Johnson's their best receiver, but Pickens is a good player. Um, and that's um, something that, uh, you know, and then Harris and Warren, and Warren had a good game against Cleveland again, but they're good players. And for some reason, they just can't get anything generated offensively. I don't know if um, again. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. If I knew, I would tell you. <laughs> but I don't know. And that's something I don't. I uh, don't quite get it. Because they really struggle offensively. They really struggle offensively. So, I don't know. Um, It is, uh, to me, this is what's really uh, baffling about them. It is baffling. I mean, it is baffling about, like, the Steeler offense. Is it scheme? I don't know if it's scheme. I'm not going to sit there and pretend I'm smart enough to know, but they felt like they had to do something. And they ended up doing something. Um, um, and I don't know. That's that's. And this is the first time they've ever done it. I mean, you're talking about sixty years. They've never done this before. I mean, sixty years. This is you know. Um, had not made a move in season like this, but you know what? It's 2023, and this is what uh, this is the way things are. Um, also, uh, I would like to at least quickly get to this. Um, and it is this is the 60th anniversary today of President Kennedy being killed and I was five almost six I mean I was what six weeks away from my sixth birthday I went to kindergarten that morning and we had morning morning kindergarten I had sister Mary Lauda so it was a Friday morning. 
and I'm done. All right, so I get home, and when I get home, we're playing in the yard in the afternoon. You know, it's a Friday. The week after is going to be Thanksgiving. Okay, right, this will be great. Looking forward to it. And we had a neighbor, Mrs. Lane. Her name was Marge Lane, but Mrs. Lane comes running over, and says, "Oh my God, did you hear? The president was shot." Okay, I mean, I'm a little kid, but I remember, like, my mom, like, whoa. Um, And then we heard very quickly that he had died. And I remember on Sunday, you know, everybody was sitting there watching everything with the president. Um, you know, I remember, I'll never forget the casket being in the Capitol Rotunda. I'll never forget the my mom explaining the riderless horse. Uh, I'll never forget the caisson. And I'll never forget then seeing Lee Harvey Oswald get killed on TV. You're like, I mean, I'm, I'm five, almost six years old. Right? You felt like the whole world was going crazy. And I was reading a story today about the Dallas Cowboys. And what had happened was that the Dallas Cowboys were starting to get they were starting to get better. And they were supposed to play a game with the Cleveland Browns. Well a lot of the players had wanted to go see President Kennedy that day in Dallas, but Tom Landry said, No, we have practice. So he practiced them. Well, now all of a sudden it starts filtering to them that something had happened to the president. We don't have Neil yet, right? Uh, no, we don't. But Dick okay. from Melton called. And... Okay. Okay. Well, let's hear from Dick then. Hi, Dick. How are you? Hey, Steve. Have a nice Thanksgiving. I wanted to tell you, well, first of all, you're talking about Kennedy. I was in Okinawa. Yeah. I was a 19-year-old uh, soldier at Torrey Station, Okinawa. I woke up at 5 o'clock, turned on my little transistor radio. Woke our 40 guys up in our detachment, and after that, it all happened one thing after another. And I rotated back to Texas, so I, within a short time, I got to go up to Dallas to the site of the shooting. So, yeah, I've been time. there. It was kind of real time for me. Yeah, I've uh, been there a couple times. Yeah. So, not not really why I called. I wanted to, and I'm not, I don't want to take you to task, but to, uh, this has bothered me since the Ohio State game. After the game, you said there was a play in each half that kind of dict- I'm going. I'm paraphrasing. Dictated the game. Yes, as I referred to now, it as the sequence. Okay. I think I called it the sequence. What bothered me about that is you said it then, and you said it on your Monday talk show, and I didn't get a chance to call. But what bothered me? This team was one for sixteen in third downs. So to me, that was the ball game. When a team cannot sustain right. a drive, it's not. It's not a play right. in each half. It's. It's the whole. That's the process to me. Um, no, Dick, uh, first of all, you are correct. And I, how many times did I say on Monday 1 for 16? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't recall. I just remember, but do I you, remember uh, you Dick, after the Dick, game talking. Dick, you said that there was a how many times, and was the how many times did I mention 1 for 16? I don't know. Over don't know. and over again. Okay? Yeah. So, uh, okay? So Steve knows the game. I know. talks no, 1 not, for 16. I'm not saying you don't. Right. But there's also a sequence. If the Jacobs play counts, the game changes. I understand now, that. Now, the Jacobs play doesn't count for the right reason, because the re-official made the right call. 
right? The official made the right call on the play. But that's what I'm talking about. You're in an eight-point game. It's a sequence here or there. Are you absolutely correct that one for 16, which I've said multiple times over and over again with you, other interviews, and so you can't win a game when you're one for 16. You can't. Right? That's why when we're talking about like the sequence of the second half was Penn State's inability to get a first down and then give a short field because, again, what didn't they do? They didn't. Well, the other thing I was going to comment about get that. Get a first down and, and, and third is, down. This is just, I'll make this quick. So what happens every time, for example, let's say you, you, you make a first down, you make a, after that point, nothing in that game is the same as the, as the game was. Right. The game's completely right. changed. So That's you don't right. know what's going to happen after that. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And I grant, so, like I said, I must have said one for 16. Golly, how many times? You can't win a game I, one yeah, for 16 at third yeah. down. And the one was at the end. They were over yeah. 15. The one was on the last drive. I mean, you can't win a game like that. And I, I, I even broke it down for everybody. I said, they were 0 for 6 on third and less than 4. And I said... Those are, I mean, you're supposed to at least get 50% of those. They got none. And I think I said if they go even 5 for 16, which is 32%, I said they might win the game. I think that's an exact well, quote, the exact quote I had on Monday's show. I mean, I possibly didn't listen to the whole show. I just, it, 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 as I say, I've been carrying this around with me ever, ever since after that interview right. after the game. And, and, uh, I yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not going to bug you about it. I just, it's just. No, well, no, I mean, but I mean, it's like I, you're actually making a point I made over and over again, uh, which was about the one for 60, because that's the game. Yeah, I mean, to me, it right. is the game. I mean, that's the game. Now, the sequences, the Jacobs plays a gigantic sequence. Now yeah. you're making a quarterback that I think is good, not great, and forcing him to play from behind. All right, and they didn't get him out of his comfort zone to force him to play from behind because that. And by the way, the play was properly called. The official made the right call on the holding in the in the secondary. So it's uh, nothing it. wrong I with the call. The replay here. Yep, nothing yeah. wrong with the call. Zero uh, with the call. But that's what I mean by sequences. And you're right. One for sixteen is a thing that goes through the whole game. And the the only yeah. third down they made was on that last drive where they got a touchdown pass to Saunders. They've been 0 for 15 before that. Yeah, I don't care what what football teams on the field. I don't care if it's a high school team, oh. a midget team, or any team, you'll or a professional lose. team. When you're one for 16, on you, you, oh, you'll you're just lose. not playing a good offense that day. Yeah, I mean, you will lose the game when you are. Again, I even broke it down for everybody on Monday. I had the exact numbers. They were 0 for 6 on third down and less than, than 4. And third and 5 or better, they were 1 for 10. Right? I mean, so I said, when you can't get 50%, on third down and less than four, you're already in a bad spot. I mean, that's I mean that's what makes it even worse. You're already in a bad spot when you can't get third down and less than four fifty percent of the time, and they were over, <laughs> over. Well, let's hope let's hope they, they they play well this weekend and beat Michigan State, and then they go down and hopefully I, everything I've seen maybe Alabama, which would be uh, well, that'd be a nice game. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know what what they want to do with this thing. Um, I've seen three different opponents if they were to win. I've seen Oklahoma, I've seen Missouri, and I've seen Alabama. So it's all going to depend on how they want to draft it out. Um, 
They didn't go. I'd from like there. to see him. I'd like to see him play Alabama only because it, to me, they they've been the gold standard of football, college football for years and years and years now, so to speak. Them and Clemson, and not sure. maybe not this year, but they've been the gold standard. So if you you know even if you lose to Ohio State, which they did, and lose to Michigan, which they did, if you could end your year beating Alabama, to me that's a that's a kind of a victory in in a sense. So yeah, a well, season victory. Do you know what the key is to beating Alabama? Let's outscore them. Hey, not go one for 16 on third down. <laughs> yeah, I hear you there. So anyhow, Steve, anyhow, it was nice seeing you up at, uh, it was nice seeing you up at Bowman Field this year, and uh, you have a nice Thanksgiving. Hey, hey, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, Dick, to you and yours. Be good. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I don't know how many times I mentioned it on Monday, but it was a lot. I mean, that, that, I mean Dick's right. It is the game. But when I'm talking about, like, sequences, I was talking about the Jacob sequence. I was talking about then not getting it, getting the first down and giving the short field, that sequence, which then led to a touchdown, you know. Uh, and that that's what I'm talking about, sequences, when you're looking at the game like that. But the reason you're in those sequences, the second one, is because you didn't get a third down again. It's a killer. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, you know, you got to remember, I got two hours on here, so I can't just talk about one for 16 the entire time and talk a little about a little more than that. <laughs> I got more, I got to take care of some you know, some stuff along the way. Sorry we couldn't get Neil. Maybe we can get him in the next half hour. I know we get Zach, too. Uh, Zach Showers, talk about Sealands Grove and the king in the final half hour.